Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 325. Take up thy cross, the Savior said, if thou wouldst my disciple be, thyself deny, the world forsake, and humbly follow after me. Hymn number 325. scriptural this morning will be given by Janet from Georgia. Romans. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. 
And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, who is in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 390. Why is thy faith in God's great love so small? Why doth thy heart shrink back at duty's call? 
Art thou obeying this? Abide in me. And doth the Master's word abide in thee? Hymn number 390. Welcome to the Sunday morning service at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is like an adult Sunday school and is very helpful in learning how to practice practical Christian science. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and it will also be on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 every Sunday morning, and that Sunday school has a teleconference number so that children outside the area can attend by telephone. In fact, many of our Sunday school students do that. 
So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number, and we'd be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers. And we're going to have another Bible study soon, next Saturday, April 9th. We will uh, be having our next Bible study at 10 a.m. The Bible study questions have been on our website, so you can find them there and get a head start. Yeah, so please join us next Saturday, April 9th at 10 a.m. And I'd like to point out an article that I'd never seen before, but uh, is really good, uh, that is featured on our website, entitled, Our Problem, by Sarah J. Clark. I recommend it highly. Short, sweet, very informative. And we've been busy printing and mailing this past week. We printed and mailed to subscribers the March issue of our magazine, Love is the Liberator. And also the latest edition of Forum Highlights has been printed and mailed to subscribers. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the fruitage chapter of Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Annie from Virginia. From page 645, Hereditary Disease of the Lungs Cured. For a long time, I have been impelled to contribute a testimony of the healing power of truth. As I read other testimonies and rejoice in them, someone may rejoice in mine. I was healed by reading Science and Health. By applying it, I found it to be the truth that Jesus taught the truth that sets free. From childhood, I had never known a well day. I was healed of lung trouble of long standing. Consumption was hereditary in our family, my mother and three brothers having passed on with it. The law of Materia Medica said that in a short time, I must follow them. I also had severe stomach trouble of over eight years standing during which time I always retired without supper, as the fear of suffering from my food was so great that I denied myself food when hungry. For over 20 years, I had ovarian trouble, which was almost unbearable at times. It dated from the birth of my first child and at one time necessitated an operation. I suffered with about all the ills that flesh is heir to. I had trouble with my eyes from a child, wore glasses for 14 years, several oculists saying I would go blind, 
one declaring I would be blind in less than a year if I did not submit to an operation, which I refused to do. But thanks be to God whose truth reached me through the study of our textbook. Words fail to express what Christian science has done for me in various ways, for my children, my home, my all. The physical healing is but a small part. The spiritual unfolding and uplifting is the pearl of great price, the half that has never been told. Mrs. J.P.M., Kansas City, Missouri. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page two of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Unreality. The golden text is from Galatians. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? The responsive reading is from Galatians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and 2nd Peter. Who hath bewitched you, that ye should not obey the truth? before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Carol will now read. I will read from the Bible. Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. So God created man in his image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. 
But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Romans Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. <clears throat> because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse." Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and the birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. 1 John let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye shall continue in the Son and in the Father. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Mark Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Mark 
And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew, with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. And he came and took her hand, and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. And at even, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, and cast out devils. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will, be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. Luke. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him, that he foameth again, and bruising him hardly, departed from him. And I besought his disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And as he was yet coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. But while they wondered every one at all things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, Let these sayings sink down into your ears. Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. Romans What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid! Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness? 1 Thessalonians Walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. 
For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. The unlikeness of spirit is matter, and the opposite of the real is not divine, it is a human concept. Matter is an error of statement. This error in the premise leads to errors in the conclusion in every statement into which it enters. Nothing we can say or believe regarding matter is immortal, for matter is temporal and is therefore a mortal phenomenon, a human concept, sometimes beautiful, always erroneous. The second chapter of Genesis contains a statement of this material view of God and the universe, a statement which is the exact opposite of scientific truth as before recorded. The history of error or matter if veritable, would set aside the omnipotence of spirit. But it is the false history in contradistinction to the true. God's glowing denunciations of man when not found in his image, the likeness of spirit, convinced reason and coincide with revelation in declaring this material creation false. Does life, truth, and love produce death, error, and hatred? Does the Creator condemn His own creation? Does the unerring principle of divine law change or repent? It cannot be so. The creations of matter arise from a mist or false claim, or from mystification and not from the firmament or understanding which God erects between the true and the false. Dear reader, which mind picture or externalized thought shall be real to you, the material or the spiritual? Both you cannot have. You are bringing out your own ideal. This ideal is either temporal or eternal. Either spirit or matter is your model. If you try to have two models, then you practically have none. Like a pendulum in a clock, you will be thrown back and forth, striking the ribs of matter and swinging between the real and the unreal. 
What then is the material personality which suffers, sins, and dies? It is not man, the image and likeness of God, but man's counterfeit, the inverted likeness, the unlikeness called sin, sickness, and death. The unreality of the claim that a mortal is the true image of God is illustrated by the opposite natures of spirit and matter, mind and body. For one is intelligence, while the other is non-intelligence. That matter is substantial or has life and sensation is one of the false beliefs of mortals and exists only in a supposititious mortal consciousness. Hence, as we approach spirit and truth, we lose the consciousness of matter. The so-called laws of matter are nothing but false beliefs that intelligence and life are present where mind is not. These false beliefs are the procuring cause of all sin and disease. The opposite truth that intelligence and life are spiritual, never material, destroys sin sickness, and death. Jesus cast out evil spirits, or false beliefs. When speaking of God's children, not the children of men, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. That is, truth and love reign in the real man, showing that man in God's image is unfallen and eternal. Jesus beheld in science the perfect man, who appeared to him where sinning mortal man appears to mortals. In this perfect man, the Savior saw God's own likeness, and this correct view of man healed the sick. Thus Jesus taught that the kingdom of God is intact, universal, and that man is pure and holy. Man is not a material habitation for soul. He is himself spiritual. Soul, being spirit, is seen in nothing imperfect nor material. The truth regarding error is that error is not true. Hence, it is unreal. To prove scientifically the error or unreality of sin, you must first see the claim of sin and then destroy it. Whereas, to prove scientifically the error or unreality of disease, you must mentally unsee the disease. Then you will not feel it, and it is destroyed. A sinner can receive no encouragement from the fact that science demonstrates the unreality of evil. For the sinner would make a reality of sin, would make that real which is unreal, and, that, and thus heap up wrath against the day of wrath. He is joining in a conspiracy against himself, 
against his own awakening to the awful unreality by which he has been deceived. Only those who repent of sin and forsake the unreal can fully understand the unreality of evil. Be fogged in error, the error of believing that matter can be intelligent for good or evil. We can catch clear glimpses of God only as the mists disperse, or as they melt into such thinness that we perceive the divine image in some word or deed which indicates the true idea, the supremacy and reality of good, the nothingness and unreality of evil. Against the fatal beliefs that error is as real as truth, that evil is equal in power to good, if not superior, and that discord is as normal as harmony, even the hope of freedom from the bondage of sickness and sin has little inspiration to nerve endeavor. When we come to have more faith in the truth of being, then we have an error, more faith in spirit than in matter, more faith in living than in dying, more faith in God than in man, then no material suppositions can prevent us from healing the sick and destroying error. We should look away from the opposite supposition that man is created materially and turn our gaze to the spiritual record of creation, to that which should be engraved on the understanding and heart with the point of a diamond and the pen of an angel. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 391. Why search the future and the past? Why do ye look with tearful eyes and seek afar off for paradise? Before your feet, life's pearl is cast. Hymn number 391.
now sing hymn number 199. Now thank we all, our God, with grateful hearts and voices, who wondrous things hath done, in whom the world rejoices, who from the days of yore hath blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love, and still is ours today. Hymn number 199.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Amen.